Welcome to Viable, a podcast that follows a startup grow from zero to launch in one week. Episode 2. This week, the idea. I'm Robert Gelb. I'm following Benjamin Dell and his team as they transition from a development agency into an ideas factory. They're trying something a bit unique and are trying to create a fully working, money-making web app in just five days. I'll let Ben recap. So just to be clear about the objective here, it is to go from zero to hero or zero to something, zero to 100%. It's to offer something to the marketplace that immediately can take live, real, bona fide customers, customers that will start paying us. And so by giving us a, not only a, a project deadline, like an actual date deadline, but also an objective deadline, which is to start billing people, there is the psychological uh, requirement straight off the bat, which is we have to have something that feels like a product. So it's got to be polished on a, an aesthetic level. It's got to be polished on a functional level. We, don't, we want to minimize bugs there. And so from the word go, we've got to be incredibly disciplined individually and as an, as an overall wider team to launch something that is a complete product right and that's the that's the that's the interesting part it's very anyone can come up with an idea but to contain it to a week and to be disciplined and strict enough to say well that feature as wonderful as that might be we're never going to get that done in a week or there's a good chance but the risk is too high so let's just cut it out of our minds straight away let's focus on what's really important let's make sure that sings and dances and that it that it becomes something that that that, that, that can make up a full product okay now that we're all caught up, this week we delve deeper into the idea and also check in on how the team is doing after their first full day. We're going to talk about the background of the idea and how it's transformed into what it is now. I'm also interested to find out about what makes this idea different to others. What are some alternatives out there already? What tools are the team using throughout their journey? We'll get to all that and much more, I promise you. And I have to warn you that this episode will be a bit longer than last time. I think it's important that through this journey, we find out all we can about what motivates the team, what they're thinking, and that means getting fully stuck into their environment. Okay, enough for me. Let's learn about the idea. It's this thing called missing letter. Um, here's the clever bit. There's a missing letter from the word, so you have to try and work it out. Before we get into what missing letter is today, I'm keen to find out about where it's come from. Ben, when did you first come up with the idea for missing letter? So the, the product is something that I've been playing around with um, uh, intellectually, I suppose, um, as a thought process for the last sort of 10 months, really. Um, it's, it's a landing page I put up as a concept that we listed on betalist.com um, about 10 months ago, possibly even longer. I, I'm really bad at <laughs> judging time. FYI, Betalist is a fantastic site that profiles very early stage startups and web apps that are looking to get wider attention. It's a fantastic resource if you're interested in checking out some of the bleeding-edge web apps. You can find it at betalist.com. And the original inception of the idea was, was really to build a better blogging platform for startups and brands. A platform that, that yes, created a beautiful interface and environment to write content, but ultimately would, would then take the baton from you at that point. Once the, once the content's been written, the platform would then help you do stuff with it. And, and by doing stuff, I mean generating and encouraging and creating exposure, making it more likely that people will, will come back to your blog and see it. So we're talking about increasing conversions, attracting people back and all that sort of stuff. And that's just sort of silly businessy phrases, I suppose. What does it actually mean? Well, it meant at the time to um, perhaps automatically schedule off some 
pre-composed tweets to Buffer, which um, uh, if you haven't heard of, is, is effectively a, a queue for, for your tweets and they're an incredibly successful company uh, in their own right. Um, and so our system would, would take your content and it would schedule some tweets and send it to Buffer and let them just sort of handle that and it would you know, farm them out. There would be some value-added um, tools on the, on the blog, such as hello bars and, and conversion bars and, hey, sign up here and, and you'll get this. That sounds like a huge task to me. I think you'll find that the team found it intimidating too. And that was the verbiage. That was how I described it on this landing page. And we've, we've taken a, a, a good few hundred um, um, interested signups. Um, but we haven't, to this date, written one piece of code. And the reason for that is that, A, we've been busy. Um, and, and at the time, we were not in the middle of the transition. We hadn't agreed on that strategy at that point. But, but fundamentally, I just scratching an itch in my mind. I, I knew it wasn't quite right. It, it sounded great, but ultimately it wasn't going to the center of what an MVP was really about. And it's, it's all, anyone can say, I'm going to create an amazing blogging platform. Anyone can say, I'm going to create an amazing competitor to Facebook. I'm going to create an amazing this, that, and the other. But ultimately it doesn't, just because you can describe it as something that might be amazing, doesn't mean you should go out and build it. Um, and, you know, you, you then wrap this around this, this notion that or you combine it with this notion or this strategy to, to launch something in one week and try and, you know, on the one side, take this, this, this concept that I've just described, a missing letter, and try and shove it into that one week. And you immediately are, are tackled with these, with these realities, which is we're never going to build the technology that goes around the marketing automation and an amazing immersive blogging platform that will genuinely rival all the other platforms out there. That's just crazy. Why would we try and do that? Why would you and how could you anyway? Ben highlights a great example of thinking through a huge problem to its conclusion. How do you get something like that, something that big? How do you get it started? Just for, as a jumping off point, just for me, it highlights the, the, the power of like severely restricting a launch cycle to one week. You've, you can't help, but you can't not, but um, uh, be incredibly strict about what it is you're trying to launch there. So on, with that realization, I took the time to sort of rethink about what a new version, a pivoted version, if you want to use that word, of, of missing letter might look and feel like. But how do you pare down something that wants to be all parts WordPress, Google Analytics, and Buffer all at the same time? Where do you even begin? Still by the same name, missing letter. It's still within the blogging sphere, so it's still there to solve, on a high level, um, blogging marketing needs for and conversion needs and traffic needs, I suppose, for startups and brands. Um, so in that sense, it's, it, it, it's fundamentally a B2B, but I suppose anyone with a personal blog could use it too. But we're immediately cutting out the blogging platform. So from the get-go, you just continue using whatever blogging platform you, of your choice. We, we're not going to make any assumptions or, or guesses about that. The simple thing we require is that you have a, an RSS um, URL, an RSS feed to, to plug into Missing Letter. Okay, so it was a blogging platform, but now it's not. That's quite a pare down. Before we get into how the idea has been shaped since Ben first put it on beta list, here's Amy Hardman, who's leading the marketing efforts for Missing Letter this week. As it stands now, who's the product for? It's going to be for bloggers or companies who've written blogs. Um, it's going to be an automated marketing tool that will pick out pieces of, um, of text and tweet them automatically along with the link of that blog post. Um, and kind of like how Buffer has a schedule, it'll be the same. It'll, you, can, you can decide how many times a year or they'll be predisposed, probably the first version will be predisposed schedule of timings 
Um, and yeah, and it'll take snippets from that blog post and post them um, throughout the year, however many times you've signed up for. Um, and so, yeah, that's what we're going to be working on next week. And it's going to be yeah, la- launched within the week and created within the week. So we've heard a bit about scheduling, but what is all this about scheduling? What's so special about it? If you're on social media, you most likely follow people. These people might be celebrities, companies, interesting products, etc. Have you ever noticed how every day a lot of these brands have something to say? That's a lot of content they have to churn out. In order to better manage the outreach, and in order to ensure that they're reaching people at the best times of the day, a lot of social media managers schedule certain types of posts for the future. You could be tweeting out a press release while Hong Kong is waking up and your team is fast asleep. There are a variety of tools out there that provide scheduling capabilities. Two of the most popular ones are Buffer and Hootsuite. Both work in different ways and have different features, but both started with scheduling as a key aspect. Missing Letter isn't trying to directly compete with these companies, though. Ben and his team are trying for something slightly different. When Ben and Amy talk about scheduling, they aren't just talking about arbitrary scheduling, and that's important. With Missing Letter, what we're doing is we're creating a wider picture here. So for a single article, you don't want to be blogging or tweeting about it, I should say, in one day, five times. You want to be doing it, yes, on the first day when you when you published it, but then maybe you do a follow-up three days afterwards, you'll then do a, a, another one um, five days after that, another one maybe a month after that, a following one maybe six months after that, and maybe a final one a year after that. And there's potentially no end to, to how, how you would do that. And by spreading out like that, you are pushing out your your back catalogue effectively of, of your blog articles to your existing Twitter followers and social followers, as well as new ones, of course, bearing in mind that you will be amassing the successful companies out there, of course, will be amassing uh, an, an increasing number of, of Twitter followers out there. And by drip feeding it out in a, in a, in a spread out sense as well, you're, you're, you're inherently not spamming. You are um, just reminding people effectively, is probably the way to think of it, um, that, hey, six months ago, we, we wrote this thing that's really interesting about, about social media or about launching our own startup or whatever that thing is. So we get how Missing Letter will be able to schedule tweets. They want to play the long game. Okay, got that. There's quite a few services out there, though, that'll do that already in some form or another. How will it be different? Now, the key, of course, and this is what's also coming into play with our platform and our algorithms, is that not only will we schedule that split out in that rough sort of time frame, but we will also, in a natural language sense, pre-create unique um, tweets for you. So it's not going to be the same tweet spread out over those five sort of sort of touch points. It's going to be uniquely um, uh, sort of sort of phrased. And going back to that natural word, in a natural sense, so we want something that doesn't sound like it's been produced by a robot. It's going to sound, and this is where the clever programming comes into play, of course, but it's going to sound like it's been written by a human. Um, and that's going to be really powerful. Frankly, when I hear things like this, kind of makes me think that the robot uprising is just around the corner. But Ben assures me that the system can't actually take control of my mind and tell me what to think. Well, not yet anyway. There's one more aspect to Missing Letter. They're trying to make your life simpler with the scheduling, replace the time you're taking to come up with the tweets through natural language processing, and finally, trying to figure out ways to get your tweets seen by more people. We're going to also explore in this week, which we think is feasible, the ability to include some pre-generated rich media. So there's a lot of... um, uh, common ways these days of, or trends I should say, of, of including photos um, or images with your tweets. So the challenge from our algorithm standpoint is to make them pertinent, relevant, exciting and engaging. Um, anything with a photo on a tweet will, will, will instantly 
generate more eyeballs anyway. But if we can do more with it and maybe include your avatar in a little speech bubble so it looks like it's a quote extracted from there and pre-generate that on demand as part of this um, automation sort of software, um, as well as perhaps little you know photos that represent um, your content within the article. So for example, if we detect that you know, there's a there's a high propensity uh, frequency of words relating to nature or outside or mountain or something. We can then automatically pull out and find royalty-free, um, totally commercially-free um, uh, photos that match that criteria. So suddenly we've got this 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 combination of, of media, this 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 sort of marketing material that can be sent out um, over that time frame. All right, you've heard a rather long, complicated description. So now for a summary. So, so the story here, or the, or the journey, I suppose, just to bring us back to, back to something slightly smaller and punchier, is that you, as the author of a blog, will write something, we detect it, we then immediately email you within, you know, well, we'll see how long the algorithm takes, I suppose, but fairly rapidly, that we've pre-generated a bunch of tweets for you, and we've created a marketing schedule for you with rich media. You then follow the link and review what we've, we've produced, and that's the critical point here. You're going to review it, so none of this is going to be sent out on your behalf without you first reviewing it. That's really important, certainly in the early days whilst we make sure that the algorithm does what it's supposed to do and plays nicely. And from that point, you'll have these little beautiful little toggles that you'll be able to accept or reject individual tweets, all of them all at once. Um, and you'll also have the ability to, to edit anything, change photographs, um, add your additional ones. Um, so best of both worlds, you'll be able to think of it like a bit of your personal buffer, but for, 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 for a longer time span. But in the first instance, it's gonna pre-create a bunch of stuff that's gonna be incredibly useful to you and how you start engaging with your your, your audience um, on an ongoing basis. Out of all three of those elements, I think you can guess which one the team's going to be tested on the most. Here's Iago, one of the developers on the project. Mm, probably the the parsing the parsing is going to be hard because it's a new thing. But I think it's the it's the only new new thing that we need to learn. We have to learn because the uh, all the rest is is more or less the same. We know how to do it. When Iago talks about parsing, he's referring to the scanning of the text within each article, and then the understanding that missing letter will then have about what's being said, which will then help it to create tweets for you. Looking at all three of these elements, you're starting to come up with a job description a company might be placing for an actual person. This is kind of like an automated social media manager. Totally. And when you start using words like that, you, you, you start getting immediate ideas and, and bolt-ons that, that, that future iterations of this version could, should, could bring out. So what happens in that downtime, that, that period between month three and month six? Now, obviously, you're going to get a back catalogue of blogs, so it won't necessarily always be a three-month gap because there'll be other posts coming through. But there will be gaps. And so this idea of, a, of an automated social media manager becomes quite powerful. What if what if you could, you know, simply tell us tell us or if we could glean from your blog as a wider piece what its general subject matter is and what your sort of focus is within its, you know, what, what is it you 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 talk about and who you, who do you talk to? And that it could then go out there and find important resources, materials, quotes of the day. You decide um, what it is you want that social media manager to do for you. Um, there's no reason why it couldn't extend to those sorts of things and and, and, and that's what I love about a focused MVP, that you start off focused and it's going to always generate these exciting ideas that you've got to have the discipline not to, you know, focus in on in the first instance, which, you know, I'm not necessarily saying I'm the best at doing that, but this is part of the journey. Part of the journey is to, for me as an individual as much as anyone else to, to learn to be disciplined in that manner. Okay, enough about the idea. 
By now, you should probably have a grasp about what Missing Letter is, an automated social media manager that can schedule tweets, create those tweets using fancy robots, and then also generate text on images in order to get your tweet seen by more people. Pretty sweet, and certainly very lofty for all happening in five days. But now, on to day one, and I apologize for the poor quality audio. We didn't realize Ben's mic wasn't working until afterwards. Day one is, uh, interesting, ground zero. So, um, yeah, we've, we've had a, we sort of spent the first four hours this morning planning everything. You sound a bit frustrated by that. We ended up all just having one big planning session, even though we touched on everyone's individual requirements and, and their roles and what we needed to do. So we basically got everyone kick-started just from that, that meeting and this morning, which was good fun. Okay, it's day one. Obviously, we shouldn't be expecting you to have a working prototype or anything, but any takeaways about the process so far? So I think, I think one of my biggest learnings already today is that um, it's very easy for the first day to be wasted um, or to feel as if it's been wasted on uh, planning and just general setting things up, getting things started, getting the ball rolling, making sure everyone knows what they're doing in the first place. And I think um, if, if one is going to try and roll out a brand new product and build it and launch it in one week, it kind of makes sense now, looking back on it, to um, do a bit of pre-preparation, a bit of pre-planning before that week has started. And that's that's reasonable. I think it's, you know, because we've already, we already discussed last week, you know, what the product was going to be. So everyone didn't come into this completely fresh. They knew what the product was, so they could be at least be thinking about it beforehand. And I think the, the f there's nothing wrong with going a little bit further with that and just maybe doing that three or four hour planning session on the Friday afternoon, maybe just having a slightly more relaxed Friday um, uh, the, the week before and just doing that style of thing. Um, we had to set up our base project. This is getting a bit technical for a second, but we had to set up, um, uh, you know, the base project structure and, you know, integrate a few key libraries and things that, you know, we all we do in day in day out with with our client projects. But now that we've suddenly only got five days for it. The, uh, for people were waiting for me to because I was the guy who's going to set up those things um, to actually get that put in place, and it, it just adds up. Those those ten minutes here, the, these sort of half hours there, they do add up. And I think this is something that we could. Um, uh, sort of shoehorn into the week previous as we lead up to or even weeks before just sitting there waiting for us to, to have that week ready where we we actually do the real work in the product so you're not behind but just are thinking this could be done earlier in the process oh yeah for sure yeah it's nothing that's going to throw us back too much but um just a little bit of a learning for next time aside from the crazy amount of planning just to get to this planning stage the team also uses a variety of tools and services to help make the most out of their product Oftentimes, these are invisible to the end user, but extremely important nonetheless. Yeah, so there's a bunch of stuff. I, I, quite a number of them are probably slightly too technical for this podcast, so I probably won't go into them too much. But um, yeah, so on, on the more business end of things, I suppose, um, we use GoSquared and Google Analytics for our analytics needs. Um, we may also experiment with things like Mixpanel, um, which will help us to... Um, really track events and see what's what, what people are actually clicking on and, and, and converting into. Um, we've then got intercom.io, which will be a very important part of, of this process so that when people um, sign up and start engaging with the site, we can proactively trigger slightly more useful information, uh, communications to them, I should say, um, asking them around you know, wh why they haven't uh, picked up on a particular feature or whether they need any, any specific help. Um, we use AWS for our servers. Um, and we, of course, have our blog in the background, which we are hoping to write something on during the week. Uh, and then I, th I suppose the, the one area that we're experimenting with a little bit more that we haven't um, got any real sort of 
background in is PR and marketing and looking at whether there's any tools that we can use that will help us do that and particularly databases that will give us access to um, tech journalists, um, uh, email addresses and those sorts of things. We're having a little bit of a glimpse into that um, in the early part of this week to see what we can get out of that. It's easy to forget that in order to achieve pretty outlandish goals, you need to have a good selection of tools to get you there. I'll provide links to all the ones that Ben mentioned in the description. I always like finding out the tools people use, as it gives an insight into their processes and helps to establish where they see their main areas of focus needing to be. As you heard, quite a bit of analytics and technical tools are there. They're still experimenting and researching PR and marketing options. This is a key learning curve that they need to get beyond in their transition from a development company to an ideas factory. As we're nearing the end of day one, Ben, any major issues? No, not massively. Do you think it'll be a late night? I don't think it will be. Today, I think I think people are leaving on time today. Okay, so as you've heard, a bit of frustration in the planning of the day, but not hugely stressed out, even though they're already 20% done with their week. Yes, no, I think today one... And this is the, this is the psychology of, of, of products and pro, or projects even and, and deadlines, is that you, no matter how long it is or how short it is, you never feel the stress on the first day. Like I'm feeling uh, like there's some in f efficiency improvements to make, as discussed, you know, around just maybe just front-loading some of the planning elements into previous, you know, into the week, into the days leading up to this week. But there's no stress being felt, I don't think, at this stage because yeah, we've got four days left. It's fine, you know. <laughs> we'll start feeling it tomorrow, most likely. Right, that's the end of day one. We've all heard about Missing Letter, how it went from an all-in-one blogging platform to a natural language parsing automated social media manager, and we're just getting started. Next time, we'll take a closer look into the transition Ben's company is trying to make from a development company into an ideas factory. No easy feat. We'll also learn about the different roles within the team, and I'll get Ben to lay out his targets for the week ahead. If you'd like to get in touch, provide some feedback, tell us how we could improve the podcast, send an email to hello at viablepodcast.com or find me on Twitter at thisisgelb. For more information about the podcast and about the subject company, Minimum Ideas, head over to viablepodcast.com. Our theme was written by Chris Gordon. Special thanks to Ben, Vitor, Amy, Iago, and Gnarly all at Minimum Ideas. This has been episode two of Viable from Concept to Proof. I'm Robert Gelb. Thanks for listening.